Hello, everyone. Dapper Dan Gavazdan from the Amazing Spider Talk here. You may have heard late last week that there was a huge sea change in the world of Spider-Man movies. After months of back and forth that seemed to end in Sony and Disney going their separate ways, suddenly we were all surprised to discover that the two had kissed and made up. At least for one more Spider-Man film and one more cameo. I have to admit, I had stayed out of commenting on the various back and forths because that's all they ever were. Back and forths. Spider-Man seems to be fated to be caught in between these two companies who want to find a way to make the most money out of this property possible. In order to do that, they need to put pressure on each other and the fans so that they can truly figure out the value of the character. And that value turns out to be pretty high. Enough that Sony decided it was worth sticking with Disney for the time being. In the meantime, everyone was looking for a hot take on this admittedly complicated change for the character's on-screen future including the BBC, who reached out to me to appear on their BBC Five Live show to talk about Spider-Man. I was floored to receive such an offer and thought to myself, is there anyone from Marvel available to talk about this? Perhaps a writer of Spider-Man comics? You know, anyone actually officially associated with Spider-Man? But I'm not one to say no, especially to such an honor, so after getting my nerves under control, I agreed to appear on the BBC network. So that's the interview I have for you guys to listen to today. I hope you enjoy my cameo on the British Broadcasting Corporation's Five Live program. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Ah, that's more like it. Yeah, the original music there. And fans of comic book films are rejoicing as we speak after Sony Pictures and Marvel announced a third Spider-Man film with Tom Holland. There had been fears that the two companies had parted company, so to speak, but it now seems that a new deal has been worked out. And Dan Gvozdan is a Spider-Man superfan and the co-host of the amazing Spider-Talk podcast. Dan, on a scale of one to one billion, how excited are you? I'm somewhere close to one billion. Okay, so uh, 900, I'm not going to work it out. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, well, what exactly has been announced here, though? And why should we all be excited? Well, it's really funny that uh, it's kind of taken on such a larger-than-life scale here because what we're really talking about is kind of the insider politics of two major Hollywood studios. And and suddenly the layperson who, who reads the news or likes these characters is kind of keeping track of all of this, I think all just because they love this version of Spider-Man and they want to see more of him interacting with the characters they like, Iron Man and Captain America and all these other Marvel characters. And, you know, a few months back, we, we found out that Sony and Disney might not be coming back together to make this possible in that Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man in film and Disney does not. And, but they have the access to this Marvel cinematic universe. And, when that plug was pulled, I think the outcry was so large that these companies kind of really had to find a way to work together again. And, and that's really what we're experiencing here is we get at least one more solo Spider-Man-led Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the show must go on. Yeah. I mean, I think there's probably still room for the contract to be re renegotiated after all that. But people who saw the Spider-Man Far From Home movie this summer – you know, the movie ended with a major cliffhanger 
And to have that character kind of pulled out of that universe made very little sense after the whole movie told us he was the next Iron Man. He was the next Tony Stark. He was going to fulfill that legacy. It's kind of hard to imagine him fulfilling that legacy in another universe. But the the business spat or disagreement or uh, you know lack of entente cordiale was between essentially DC and Marvel. Essentially, mm, not particularly. I mean, in oh. the comics, that's the big rivalry, right? Like DC and Marvel. Um, you know, but in the movie business, Marvel, uh, you know, was filing for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy in the late 90s. And so they had to like do something to keep their business afloat. And so they, you know, through complicated, more complicated than we can get into here, uh, reasonings, their characters were kind of spread out over all these studios. And now, you know, everybody loves Marvel, but Marvel doesn't necessarily hold the rights to those characters anymore. And Spider-Man's kind of the last big holdout. And so it's, you know, Sony and and Marvel, like, it's just fascinating because they're kind of doing something to not only appease the fans, but something kind of heroic in the world of Hollywood to allow this character to continue in a a world that's so beloved by fans. Um, It's kind of unheard of in the world of of, um, Hollywood studios. It's about the money, though, isn't it? That's that's why they're getting together. That's why they're patching over any disagreements. It's about the money it brings in. Well, sure, absolutely. And, you know, the reason it kind of fell apart is that Disney, you know, came back in the last two Spider-Man movies that they co-produced with uh, Sony. They were getting 5% of the share of the money and putting up uh, 5% of the cost of the movie. But then they were also getting merchandise uh, money as well, which is a lot. I mean, these movies make more in merchandise than they really do on the big screen. And then they came back to renegotiate this deal and they asked for 50%. And I think Sony was just like, we can't do that. But they've settled on 25%. And I think both parties get to walk away. And the next one's going to make over a billion dollars. So I don't think anyone could blink at that kind of money. I suppose that's why they call it showbiz, because no business, no show. But we've talked about the business. Should we talk about the show? What can we expect from Spider-Man 3 in this respect? Well, I think, you know, if anybody saw the last movie, there's a huge cliffhanger at the end of the movie. And I don't necessarily want to spoil it because it's coming out on, uh, you know, digital and Blu-ray this week. And and I I think that would be a shame to, to ruin such a great ending. But the it's kind of wide open where it could go from here. They've really departed from the comics in a very, you know, huge way. And uh, even fans like myself who've read everything really have no, no idea what to expect moving forward. And that was what was so exciting and so nerve wracking for so many fans that they might not see what that big, exciting thing they were planning uh, on doing in the future. And how, how crucial is Tom Holland to all this? Tom Holland, uh, you know, his contract is really with Sony. So if Sony decided that they didn't want to work with Disney anymore, they could use Tom Holland for however many movies are on his contract. So he was kind of, you know, his corporate daddies were fighting, uh, but he was going to go home with whatever father won the battle. Um, so I think, you know, based on his Twitter and Instagram this today, he posted this kind of clip from Wolf of Wall Street you know, celebrating that he would be remaining. So I feel like, you know, he's all for kind of these things coming together and nobody wants to get and get caught up in this kind of fan backlash and, and arguments like that. It only stands to 
like kind of soil the character in a way. So it's nice to have everybody kind of playing peace for just a short while longer. You who've read everything, what was the best Spider-Man story uh, that sticks out for you from the comic books? What was the best one? Uh, my favorite is from Amazing Spider-Man number 33, which is this uh, one that has really kind of been done up in a number of the movies, specifically in Spider-Man Homecoming. And it features Spider-Man pinned under tons of rubble, reaching out for a cure for Aunt May and illness that she has. And he has to summon the strength to lift all that rubble over his head and and overcome all of his obstacles to free himself from this. And it's a powerful moment of great comic illustration and Stan Lee's wonderful dialogue. And uh, it's the best that comics can be. And it's why I love Spider-Man. And it's been great to see it reflected in the films. Yeah, the late, great Stan Lee. Dan, thanks very much. Dan Kvosden there. Uh, Spider-Man super fan. That's it from us. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Scott. We're back with you tomorrow for one. 